Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast, where our goal is to inspire and encourage you with actionable strategies to take you from overwhelmed to confident in your homeschool adventure. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode 150. This episode is brought to you by our inductive Bible study courses for K through 12. And I'm so excited to let you know that you can grab physical copies now on Amazon, or as always, you can still get them digitally and print them as many times as you need to for your family. Make sure you grab samples for free at 41more.com forward slash samples. And if you want to save 20% off your purchase, just use the coupon code inductive20 when you purchase. I'll put links to all this in the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 150. There's also a limited time opportunity to grab free free physical copies of our Bible studies. This is through a giveaway we're conducting and also a chance for families to review our curriculum in exchange for some free books. So if you want to check that out, I'll put links in the show notes as well at 41more.com forward slash 150. Welcome to episode 150. We have a great topic for you today and a great guest as well. We're chatting with Bethana Guzman, who is a full-time road schooler. I know some of you have been considering selling your home, downsizing, working on the road, and taking homeschooling on the road, because imagine all the amazing opportunities and things your kids can see and experiences you can have as a family. It's very tempting, and now more than ever, it's quite possible because a lot of us can work from home. So home can be wherever you want to park your RV, right? So I'm so glad we had this chat with Bethana. She has a lot of information, really interesting um, insights that you're going to want to listen into. And definitely then check out the show notes where we will link to all of Bethana's sites and the way you can contact her and check out what she's doing on the road. So this was a fun interview. I know you guys are going to love it. Here's my conversation with Bethana Guzman. All right, Bethana, I'm so happy to have you here today. We're talking about the awesome topic of road schooling. But before we kind of get into the nitty gritty, because I know everyone wants to know what's your life like, but first, just kind of tell us about your family, who travels with you and that kind of thing. Awesome. Well, my husband and I were high school sweethearts and uh, we were married at 19. We've been married for 22 years and have four kids and our kids range in age from 21 to seven. So my oldest is independent, not his own. And my second oldest is in college after uh, graduating from road school last year. And, um, and then we've got two little ones that I road school currently, and they are 11 and seven years old. Wow. And do you have pets on the road with you too? We have one dog. His name is Hatch and he is an English uh, Labrador and he's white. He's super cute and he loves it. Wow. All right. So we hear this term road schooling thrown around. I'm sure it can mean different things for different people because I'm sure some people do these like temporary trips, right? They're not on the road full time, but kind of give us um, a little definition. What do you consider road schooling and why did you choose to do it? And also how long have you been doing it? That's a great question. I road schooling is something that is, that's the way we started off. We were homeschooling and really got into road schooling. I mean, traveling, we've always taught our kids wherever we travel to. So it was kind of, um, an intro into that. So even if you're at home, 
you can road school. And uh, we are now road schooling full time. I would classify road schooling. Um, learning comes through experiences. Road schooling teaches through your five senses, taste, like you get to taste the different foods and um, from all the different locations that you go to. Like if you're in Louisiana, you're going to have food from there. And if you're up in New Jersey, you'll have, or New York City or whatever, you're going to taste different stuff. Um, So you get taste and then touch, you get to touch the starfish and the trees and the elements and then see sight. You get to see all the different landscapes, architecture, culture, um, and then the smells, you're going to smell different smells from the beaches, from the forest, from the farmland and cities. And then hearing is the different sounds in the places we go. So from big cities to being in the mountains, to being in a forest, rivers, you know, all the different sounds that you hear when you're out in, in places, even if it's cities. So yeah, that's the beauty of road schooling is that it really incorporates all five senses of learning and brings it all together. And your kids just really hold on to that information that they learn because they experienced it. Now, did you say you've been road schooling the whole time you've been homeschooling? Is that what I heard? Yeah. Well, yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. I am now full-time road schooling, but prior to this, when I was homeschooling at home or when my kids were in private school um, and also public school, we would road school in the summer times or on breaks. Um, It's just, we've always incorporated travel in ever since my oldest ones were, were little. So it's just always been a part of our family. Now, did you have to, I'm guessing you, did you sell a home then when you decided, Hey, we're doing this full time. You had to sell your house, downsize all that stuff. We sold everything. I mean, everything we were living in our dream neighborhood. Um, and we had basically the American dream all all together. So we, we sold everything, our house and, um, all of our belongings in our house, everything to hit the road. So we do have a storage unit that holds, you know, our memories and like the things that I don't want to get rid of, but we've really turned into minimalist. Um, I never, I was, I was a professional organizer prior to this for a few years. And so I'm a pretty organized person, but I never imagined that you could live with so little and actually have such a full life. So um, we're really learning how to do that. And it's, it's really awesome. We've learned a lot. <laughs> it probably feels a bit, um, rela- I don't know what the right word is. Like you get a lot of stress off your shoulders when you don't have to maintain a property and a house and like all that stuff. Yeah. Right. I mean, you just, yeah, there's not any landscaping to do. You're not worried. I mean, you have to maintain your rig and, there's definitely, that's a, that's a, a lot of learning, a lot of watching YouTube videos, a lot of getting to know other people that do this. There's a lot of road schooling families. So we really lean on each other to, to learn how to do the maintenance on the rigs. But yeah, there's, you know, a lot of times you're spending your nights and weekends running around doing all kinds of things, um, extracurricular activities, or you're, you know, doing stuff to your house or your yard or whatever. So all of that is really taken off the table. You don't have those other things that are taking up your time anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, would you say your homeschooling style changed when you took it on the road or were you are like, how would you describe your homeschooling style? Because I, I know it sounds like, I mean, you can get so much history and science and culture and all that stuff done on the road. So I'm sure you yeah. don't have a whole lot of formal academics. You feel like you have to cover, right? Yeah, we have a very eclectic um, homeschooling style. We, we did 
prior to this, but now it's really eclectic. Um, I say that it's a mix of Waldorf, um, I don't know if I'm saying that right, mm-hmm. Montessori, classical unit studies. We unschool and do a lot of un, um, online. Mm-hmm. I use gather round homeschool curriculum, which is really easy for me to do while I'm on the road because I can use my printer and print out the curriculum as we go. Um, and then we use teaching textbooks for math and Khan Academy for my little one. Um, so we tackle our core subjects like math, Bible study, reading and writing at home using these curriculums. But otherwise, I design history, economics, science, government, politics, and all of that around our traveling, which makes it really cool. And it brings these subjects to life and teaches them in real time. I also implement teaching through free educational materials from places like the national parks that use junior ranger programs to educate. All the museums and aquariums offer free um, printables and online curriculum on their website. So we utilize a lot of that. A lot of um, national parks will have YouTube channels that they actually teach. So before we go to that national park, we will watch those YouTube channels that what we're going to see so that when the kids see it, they get excited, they can name it. They know the definition. It's part of the vocabulary. It's part of spelling. So we incorporate all of that, um, into our road school experience. Now, I'm just curious, like, where have you been so far in your travels? And did you have a favorite spot that you've been? Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, well, so far we've only traveled the Southwest because my husband, um, is opening locations all over the Southwest for his company. Um, so, which is great because there's a lot to see in the Southwest. Um, my favorite, favorite, favorite thing so far has been Northern California. Um, that's where the redwoods are and the massive trees that just take your breath away. And you're like, gosh, God is so incredible that he just created all of this for us to see and experience. And, um, and we get to see it right in front of our eyes. So there's, there's a lot of things in these national forests and up in Northern California that I've never seen with my own eyes before. Like we got to watch a starfish eating a clam right on the beach, tearing open the clam shell and like pulling out the gut. It was amazing. And I'm like, ah, you don't, you know, you only like see that in like videos or on the, you know, national geographic channel or something. So that has been so exciting to me to actually see these things come to life not only for my kids. I mean, I'm like learning more than I ever did in school and, you know, loving every ounce of it. So I'm learning with my kids. And then when we see something that we don't know anything about, I mean, it literally triggers questions constantly, even down to like the homeless population in San Francisco. And why is that? And, you know, like literally it just brings all these things. It brings up emotions. So we can talk about emotions. It brings up you know, politics, it brings up everything. So there's not a subject or a topic that is untouched because it's in your face and you can't get around it. So we love that part. That's awesome. What are, what are your plans for the future? Do you have like, hey, we want to get to this state. We want to like, are you planning to like do the whole country eventually? What, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I, we definitely want to do the whole country. Um, we, our plans right now is he's opening up these locations. Things will die down a little bit and, you know, hopefully, <laughs> and we can start to travel in other places. Thankfully he has a job that um, allows him to work from home and we just have to go to these locations and, and see them and stuff. So, um, but yeah, our plan is to continue to road school. We've, we, we're on our second year right now. 
Um, and I, I probably, we'll probably do this for a couple more years. Um, we're loving it. There's no end in sight right now. And we don't really have a plan to stop as of right now. Um, but eventually we will probably settle down again. <laughs> cool. Now, you know, that is, you brought up a couple times your husband and kind of, he can work from home. That's always everyone's question, right? Like what do people do for a living when they're traveling or, you know, how do they fit in their work? So whether it's your story or other road schoolers, you know, can you give us a little peek into some of the things people are doing to, you know, have an income while they're traveling? What do people do? Yeah, that's such a good question and so exciting. And, and one of the blessings that came from COVID, there's been so many blessings that have come from COVID if you look at it in that um, aspect. But one of the things is a lot of companies are allowing people to work from home now. And I'm talking to you from my rig right now with internet from an RV park. So you do have, you know, my husband is on his calls in the back of our RV right now and he's working and I'm talking to you. So, um, you know, we've met doctors, we've met traveling nurses, we've met um, people who are in the military that um, are stationed in different places. Um, we have met online teachers. We've met, I mean, you name it. There's, I mean, there's even people that have really gotten into, there's a lot of business to be made for entrepreneurs that are working on rigs or, you know, there's all kinds of things out there that you can do and work on the road. Um, I personally am the owner of Handcrafted Affirmations and it's an online Christian store that specializes in handcrafted items that are designed to be daily reminders in our identity in Christ. I'm also a writer and I'm currently working on um, two books. One is on road schooling and restoring my vintage kink retail camper that we take everywhere we go. And we're um, re revamping the RV that we live in. Um, the other book is about taking back your power after trauma and living the abundant life Jesus gave um, came to give us. And that book has a written forward um, by supermodel slash business mogul, Kathy Ireland. So that's really fun. So I write, I road school and I, I run my online business that is on my website. So that makes it really fun too. And I bring all my items with me and I make them and all that. So cool. Do you follow then like a schedule or are you, do you have like school days, work days, and then you have travel days or, you know, um, like field trip days? Like how do you manage all of that? That's a great question. <laughs> I will tell you, and anyone who's interested in doing this, I will tell you that the first year, just like a lot of us who started our first year in homeschooling, you have no idea what you're doing and you're trying to do it just like everybody else, you know, or you're trying to do it like public school, like what you always grew up thinking school looked like. And I have to say, it's the same thing with this lifestyle. You have to throw everything out the window that you were taught or think is the way to do things because it's nothing like that. You have to truly create a new routine and I'm just going into my second year now and I'm really starting to get a rhythm for our routine. It's not quite exactly where I want it yet, but I schedule Wednesdays where I don't school the kids at all. They, they do, I mean, they, they do their own personal school stuff online, but I am, that's my writing day. That's my work day. That's when I get my stuff done. Um, and then I just have scheduled time with them in the mornings that I do. And then we typically will travel on a certain day of the week. So we always kind of know in the back of our mind, we're going to travel on this day. So don't make any meetings for this day. Don't, you know, whatever it is. Um, and we, we're, we're pretty good about that. So we're, we're starting to get into a rhythm of, um, our schedule, but we do, um, 
yeah, we've had to figure it out along the way, just like all of us, you know? Mm -hmm. So, okay. Everyone's also wondering about this, you know, like how do you handle living in such a small space with your family? Are there challenges? I'm sure there are, but you know, and then also what about community? Because when you're not in the same spot where you're always, you know, you have your homeschool group or you have your church or whatever, is it difficult because you are always changing locations or how do you work around that? Okay. So I'm going to answer the second question first and then remind me of the first question. Um, so there is an amazing community out here. If anyone's interested in doing this, even if they're wanting to do it part-time, it's called, um, uh, full-time families. And you can find that on Instagram. You can find their website, but basically it's like an online homeschool group, but it's road schooling. And these are families that road school part, uh, part-time and full-time. And uh, we've met people from all over the country and families all together. And they've got, um, you know, small groups that you can meet online. Again, it's another blessing from COVID. A lot of us are Skyping and doing this kind of thing. So you have your Bible study groups and your youth groups and all that kind of stuff online. Um, so it's created that, but it all, they also meet up. And, um, so there can be a group that's here right now in California and they're like, Hey, let's all meet up here. And you do things together. Um, and then they've got annual things where everybody meets at Disneyland or everybody goes down to Mexico together or whatever. So there's always a huge big one that they plan every year. And then there's, a few smaller ones. And then there's, there's local, local ones that you can do. So that's the, that's the road schooling aspect of it. As far as, um, fellowship and things like that. Um, my husband and I are, have both been in Bible study prior to hitting the road prior to COVID. And once COVID hit, they all went online. So we've continued that with our same exact group. Um, in fact, my Bible study leader is, is Kathy Ireland and that's how I got to know her. And she became a, a really good friend of mine. Um, but she, so we, we've been able to have community through our Bible studies that hasn't changed. Um, and then, you know, so, and then we have our friends and family from regular life (laughs) from real life. (laughs) So, so what about the space issue? Like, do your kids mind being, you know, like in a RV, which is smaller than your house used to be, or like, how does that transition for even for you and your husband? Like, I know you said it was kind of relieving to say, okay, we're going to be a little more minimal. You have to be, but like, was there, was that hard also? Like, how do you deal with day to day being on top of each other? Yeah. So we're we're really blessed and fortunate. We have a really big rig. This is larger than most people. When I tell you the size, you're going to laugh. It's (laughs) compared to a house. It's like, what? Um, But our rig is 488 square feet and it's 44 foot long. So that is huge for for an RV. Mm -hmm. It's a fifth wheel and it has a garage in it, which could typically, that's where people put their side-by-side, you know, four-wheelers, or they can even put a small car in there. That's, Mm -hmm. that's how big the garage of our RV is. Um, So we've actually, we're in the process right now of turning that into our master bedroom and giving our two little ones, our current master bedroom. It has been, that has definitely been a tricky part of it. And, and there, every family will tell you different things because their, their spaces are all different. But you do figure out, uh, you know, we've, we basically have, car, um, we've made little sections of our house for us to have independent time, you know, for sleeping and for eating and for business and work and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, the beauty of this lifestyle is that a lot of our life is outside. It's, it's living and it's being out and about and all of that. So, um, 
you know, so we're not like just in a house. That's, that's the beauty of it. You know, we're, we're at all different places. So if my husband wants to go sit at a coffee shop and do his meetings, he can do that. If you, if the kids want to do schooling outside on the picnic bench, they can do that, or we can do it in a national park. And, you know, so it, it's not like we're all together all the time. That's typically just at night when we're going to bed or watching movies and that's cozy time anyways. And most families are sitting in their living room and it's less than 488 square feet or, you know what I mean? Or the same size and you're, you're cuddled up together anyways and doing it in the same amount of space. So yeah. And as far as like clothes and shoes and all that stuff, we have broken it down to, like I said, minim- minimizing at absolutely everything. So my kids probably have a week's worth of clothes that we wash and they're great clothes. They look super cute and they're always look put together. Um, but we don't have an excess of anything. We've got our play shoes. We've got nice shoes, so like three pairs of shoes, each type of thing, and just keep everything super organized. Mm-hmm. So what are the best parts of road schooling? I know we've already kind of, we could hear a little, a few of these things as we've been talking, but can you just give us a few more ideas for people who are like, Oh, this is sounding really good. Can you sell us on this? Like what are the best parts of road schooling? Do you think? Oh my gosh, the freedom. Oh, yeah. since I mean, since mandates, I mean, that, that was really what, what catapulted us. And we were like, we are done. And I know so many families can relate to this. Like just, just feeling the restriction of mandates and all of that was just like, we weren't going to have it. And there was just so much life to live. And, and that is part of what I believe, you know, one of my books is about the enemy wants to come and rob, steal and destroy your life. And he does that in so many creative and yucky ways. And, um, a lot of those things just keep you kind of stuck and not being able to, or, or, you know, you feel like you're stuck and, and it kind of keeps you, um, from, from growing and moving forward. And so, I had just gone through an immense amount of healing from abuse from my childhood. And I was ready to just fly. I was so in such a good place. And then mandates happened and everything got locked down and nobody knew what to do. And there was nothing open and all of those things. So this was just like, well, you're working from home. I can do my business from home. I can write from anywhere. Let's figure this out. I mean, there's a lot of dads, like for instance, let me just give some some moms who are listening right now and dads who are listening right now, some examples, you know, my sister has a husband that travels on business all the time, all over the country to the really cool places. And so I've met families that are like that. They're like, Oh, uh, the, the dad is going to be on a business trip in Boston. So we're all going to drive there instead of fly there. And we're going to go and spend that week in Boston and he'll spend a few extra days there or an extra week there because he, when he's not traveling, he works from home anyway. So there's a lot of flexibility people just, it, it's about kind of thinking outside the box and not thinking in traditional ways and thinking that you're, you're stuck in having to do it the way everybody else does it. So I think for us, it just kind of triggered this, like, Hey, wait a second. Nobody knows what they're doing right now. The world is upside down. It's absolutely crazy. Everybody's looking to homeschoolers right now, trying to figure out how to actually school from home. And we've been homeschooling. We've got that part figured out, but now we're trapped in our house and we have nowhere to go. And there's so much to see and experience and do. So what are we going to do? And that's where this idea came from. And we kind of started researching it. And there's a lot of families that do this. There's a lot of YouTubers that you can follow that do this. And and we just got really inspired by them. And 
decided to sell everything and do it ourselves. So I think the best part is the freedom and the things that my kids get to see and myself, I should say, that we get to see and do and experience are things that people don't even get to see in a lifetime. You know, before we were doing vacations once or twice a year, and now we're literally just like seeing things and spending time in places. You know, we'll spend a month in Southern California and really get to explore it and see it and 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 experience it. So whereas when you're on vacation, you're kind of coming down from life, you're coming down from work and all the the stresses, and you are only there for a week, you know, so you're not really getting to see and feel everything. So this really gives you an opportunity to experience the locations you're going to and expose your kids to things that they may never you know, have gotten an opportunity to see and experience. So I think that, you know, as a childhood, I, I don't know at the end of the day, I don't know what my kids are going to walk away with, but I can tell you, I feel like they're learning more through this experience than they would have sitting in a classroom without a doubt. So I'm just, I just feel really fortunate to be able to do this. And I think that because of COVID, because of the blessings of COVID, there are a lot more families that have the opportunity to do this. Yeah, just imagine their childhood memories and the stories they're going to tell, you know, after they grow. I mean, that is amazing, right? And not everyone yeah. gets those opportunities. So that's that's awesome. Now, yeah, we, we were laughing about that. We said, I wonder what they're going to say, you know, at their weddings and stuff, yeah. like, like what their childhood was like when they go to like, do, uh, you know, interviews at, at companies and stuff like, tell me about how you grew up. Like, it's going to be a funny story. <laughs> For sure. But you know, like everything does have its challenges. And we've also talked about a few of those along the way, but give people a sense of, okay, if they're thinking of doing this, what are the things they do have to keep in mind? Like, what are the things you want them to know that could be like along the challenge side, right? So what should they know before going into road schooling? Maybe something you wish you would have known that you can kind of give them a heads up. Yeah, definitely. I think the number one thing that has really been difficult for me uh, because I'm a really organized person is the routine being off. Like that part of it, every time we move, every time we pick up and have to go to a different location, which, you know, for us, there's families that move every week. There's families that move every four days. That, that wouldn't work for us. It works for some families and that's great. Everybody comes up with what works for them. Just like homeschooling. Right. Um, so for us, you know, we like to stay places for about three weeks at a time. It gives me an opportunity to really dive in and go to the museums and, and take the kids places. And, and also gives me opportunities to work and do what I need to do and, and all of that. Um, so I would say the most challenging thing is getting used to not having a routine and really learning a new routine, because this is not, in a house. This isn't, you're going to take your kid to soccer practice after you're done with school, or you're going to go to ballet or whatever. This is completely different. And you never know where you're going to be. You don't know where the closest grocery store is. You know, there's, there's a lot of things you have to learn. So I would say the first year, give yourself an immense amount of grace, give yourself room to just really figure things out. Um, even in your rig, like figure out how you're going to live before you even start changing anything, because a year into this now, I can look around and say, I'm so glad I didn't do this or that to the rig because that's not how we live. That's not how we, I was trying to duplicate life at home. You know what I'm saying? It's just the same thing with homeschooling. We try to duplicate, um, you know, public school or private school. And it's just not that way. It's, 
it's a different experience. So give yourself grace and figuring out what rhythm works for your family, for your husband's schedule, for your schedule and how your kids are adjusting to things. So that, that would be my number one disclaimer about that. And then I would say you do have to find creative ways to be in fellowship. Um, and, and be in relation. The first year, again, you don't care about any of that. It doesn't matter because you're so excited and everything's new and you don't have time for friends. But the second year, you're starting to realize like, hey, you know what? Fellowship is really important. Friendships are incredibly important. So finding those ways of being in community, um, whether it's in the RV parks that you're in, um, finding those local churches, being on in online groups, um, having your kids be a part of those online groups, there's no shortage of kids. One of the things that I will say that a lot of people are like, how do your kids have friends? And I can tell you, this is a massive friend community. I mean, they have more friends and they're doing more activities with kids. Let's just put it this way. Every RV park you go to is basically like going to a club med. They've got arts and crafts set up for your kids. They've got, you know, all kinds of horseback riding, you name it. There's all kinds of like, things you can do at different RV parks that brings the community together, brings the kids together. And then they make lifelong friends that they stay in touch with on messenger kids or in, you know, other ways like that. So, and we've continued to see these type, these friends over and over again at different locations um, throughout the areas that we've been at. So it's really cool. And we've stayed in contact with these families. And so it's important to do that, to make that a priority um, in, in doing this. Um, trying to think. And I, I think that the other part too, is that you're in close quarters. Um, I don't think that people that don't like each other could do this. <laughs> you can love your family, but if you don't like your family, this would be a really hard lifestyle to do. And there are definitely personalities that couldn't do this. I, you know, I, I think about some kids that I know and I'm like, you know, whether they're nephews or nieces or whatever. And I'm like, there's no way they could do this lifestyle. This they would be irritated all the time or whatever. So you really do have to feel out your own family and the personalities and, and what works for what. My son, my teenager that we graduated from road school slash homeschool last year, he he was only doing this with us, you know, his last senior year, which was really fun. And we created that as like, okay, senior year, this is going to be, let's, you know, road school and check off all the boxes of the places you want to go see and do and experience. So that was really fun. But I couldn't do that for more than a year with my teenager, with him, you know what I mean? But his, you know, he was great, but it's a tight space for five people and a dog. So you just have to, you know, but there's families that have seven kids in an RV doing this. It's crazy. So you just have to know your family, but that's, that's what I would say. Now I thought of something else that I maybe should have asked earlier, but I'm just curious, do you find that living expenses, you know, on the road, is it cheaper for your family than if you were in a home, you know, in an actual house or like, so when people are thinking, I wonder if we can take this on the road, like maybe their income doesn't have to be as high as if they were maintaining a house and all that stuff. Do you find a difference or is it about equal till you pay for all the gas and you keep your rig going? Like, what do you think about expenses? You know, um, there is a road school mom. It's, I think her, uh, Instagram tag is, something 303. I'll have to give it to you and you can tag it in, in, in your post with this post, but she actually does a monthly, um, budget where she shows exactly what they, you know, what they spent on, on the whole month of, um, moving and traveling and stuff like that. It will look different for every family, but here's what I will tell you about the good news about 
our um, society right now. Everybody's housings are booming right now. So to sell your house and just cash out right now is really not a bad idea. And that's kind of what we did. We we sold at the height of the market for where we were and, you know, tuck that away and be able to just live and experience life now instead of waiting until you're retired. Um, you know, and it's not to say that we won't or don't invest that money in, in while we're doing this. That's that's really smart to do that. Um, but yeah, this is definitely a great way to uh, pay off your debts it's a great way to save money for dreams that you may have or what you want for the future um, because it's actually much cheaper. Now, granted, we are in Southern California. We are in California right now. This is the most expensive place on the planet. Um, so we aren't experiencing that big of a change. But if you're you know, traveling in different locations, that definitely um, you have that ability to save a ton of money. And we still do. Just don't get me wrong. It's still much cheaper, but um, it's it's, it's uh, definitely more expensive in California for gas and food and all of that stuff, but it will be different wherever you travel. And it is a lot less expensive than living in a home. So it does give you an opportunity to really um, prepare for the future and have some fun in the meantime, while you're figuring it out. <laughs> that's great. That's, that's really helpful to hear, hear your perspective there. This has been a super interesting conversation, Bethana. I'm glad you joined us as we wrap up, just give us some, any final advice, final encouragement for families who want to try this. And then maybe just tell us where to find you online. Well, first of all, Abby, I just want to say I am one of your biggest fans. And for the people that follow me on Instagram, which is at love Bethana, um, there's a lot of road schooling families that will get so much out of your website with so many printables and, and classes and things like that. So I just want to let you know that I really appreciate all that you do for our community. Um, cause there's a lot there. So I hope a lot of people go to your website. Um, my website is bethannaguzman.com. I am actually going doing, um, printables, that you can pay for, but are also free. So I would love for people to go to my website, bethannaguzman.com to find my blog um, on road schooling and um, also the storefront that, that I have handcrafted affirmations that will have those printables that are free and also things that you can pay for. So yeah, that's how you can find me. That'd be great. Thanks for joining us today. I hope you have an awesome, where's your next trip then? Like, where are you headed? You're, you're we are headed to Phoenix, Arizona um, okay. for a few weeks. So that's going to be fun. That's, that's home to us. So we're going to get to see some family and friends and, and get back to um, the wonderful weather in March in, uh, in Phoenix. So that'll be great. Awesome. Thanks again, Bethanna. Yeah, it was great talking to you. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you check out the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 150, where we will have links to everything we've talked about in this episode. And in the meantime, happy homeschooling.